Are you an investigative professional? Did you know you can find the best private investigator resources using investigatorstoolbox.com? This resource community was built exclusively for licensed investigators and investigative professionals. You can network directly with members, educate yourself through free webinars and blogs, and even create your own customizable research library. Membership starts for as little as 49 cents a day. Download the Investigators Toolbox app or visit our webpage at www.investigators-toolbox.com. You guys have been hearing uh, for a long time about how much I love Crosstracks, but now you're going to hear from somebody else. So we got George Gerges here. George is a member and user of Crosstracks. George, tell me real quickly what you love about Crosstracks. The simplicity of using it and the ability to customize everything that you could do with Crosstracks is awesome. It actually allowed me to take the way that I do my business and implement it into their system. And not only am I able to manage 10 or 15 cases, I'm able to manage 50 to 100 cases with the same effort. Fantastic. So Crosstracks, um, the case management system, they are SOC 2 certified. Basically, that's an encryption really an upgrade. They're the only ones out there that are doing it. So please support this great sponsor that supports our show. Uh, check them out. The links are in the show notes. Crosstracks, if you're an investigator, you should be using them today. Welcome to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. Today, we're talking about insurance for private investigators, and we're joined by the president of OREP, Isaac Peck. Isaac breaks down some myths about insurance and why you need to make sure you're covered. This is a necessary part of your business model. You don't need it until you really need it. So please welcome Isaac Peck and your host, private investigator Matt Spare. And welcome everyone to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. This is Matt Spare, your host. Uh, today, I'm, I'm really honored and I'm happy uh, to welcome Isaac Peck to the program. Isaac is a sponsor uh, through OREP. You've probably heard uh, their commercials uh, over the uh, the last year or so on uh, on the podcast. And uh, I am uh, appreciative to have him as a sponsor. And I wanted him to come on and basically introduce himself and talk a little bit about um, insurance. Uh, we all need it. It's the uh, thing nobody talks about. So <laughs> Isaac, I want to welcome you to the program. How are you? Yeah, thanks for having me, Matt. I'm, I'm super glad to be here and, and I'm doing well. Okay. So we met about a year ago in person at Osmosis out in San Diego. And I remember you and I having a conversation before that and you're like, ah, should I go to this? And uh, I, I encourage you to go because I thought it'd be a good opportunity for you and I to kind of chat and just uh, talk about the industry a bit. So how you been in the last year? It's been great. We've come a long way. I've been to a lot of private investigator conferences. We launched our magazine for private investigators, Working PI. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's it's been really rewarding to meet all the investigators kind of across the country and hear the, hear about the different niches they've kind of carved out in the investigative space, sure. provide quality insurance to, to those PIs who, who need it. Yeah. And every state is different, which is uh, frustrating for you, I'm sure, <laughs> the requirements. Uh, you know, it, in like in, for instance, in New York, we're, we're not actually required to have liability insurance. We're required to carry a, a, a bond and that's pretty much it. Uh, to me, that's right. a career right. suicide, <laughs> but uh, those right. are the rules in New York, right? Um, yeah, not a lot of states actually require insurance. Yeah. I mean, even here in California, you, you, you're required to carry liability insurance if you, if you have an LLC, um, 
or if you're if you're armed. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the requirements vary by states, and and a number of states have kind of the bonding requirement, right? A, a ten thousand dollar bond, um, and you know the unfortunately for for you and other investigators, bonds don't do a whole lot to, to protect your business. And I don't realize that, and, they, right? What do they like right. pay for legal fees? That's it, right? They like basically pay pay for a lawyer if you need one, but it, it, it doesn't offer you really anything, right? Yeah, the bond generally doesn't give you you Matt any defense, right? So the 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 bond would be after you get defeated in court or go bankrupt, the consumer then can go to the state and say, hey, you know, Matt, Matt Spare really did me dirty and, and I, I like the $10,000 bond, but it, it does nothing to defend you. It doesn't pay your legal fees. It, oh, well, okay. it exists for the consumer to file a claim with the state saying, I've been egregiously harmed by this licensee and uh, it looks like he doesn't have any money left. So uh, please give me the, the money from the bond. Yeah. Um, so by the time they're filing a claim with the bond, you know, the, the, <laughs> the nails you're, are you're bankrupt or yeah. you, you've demonstrated yourself to, to not have any resources for them to go after. Right. Right. And, um, you know, the type of work that we do, uh, when we mess up there, there, there's no little whoopsies, right? It's, uh, you're now liable for whatever, you know, your client was entitled to for damages potentially, if they can connect the dots to say, because of some negligence, on your end, they lost their claim uh, where they would have won it had you done it the proper way, you know, and right. now you're right. starting to talk about the value of like a personal injury case or something like that. And those are, that's a big deal. Um, and right. especially for folks that don't LLC or don't, um, you know, do corporations where they're just a mom and pop and they're opening up and I'm, you know, you know, Matt Spare Investigations and I'm a sole proprietor. Like to me, like, that's the biggest gamble in the world. <laughs> don't don't do that, right? Oh yeah, I mean, the, 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 if, if you're in business, you should get you should get business insurance. I think what what a lot of private investigators don't realize is that insurance, you know, a million dollars of coverage for their business is is not as expensive as as they perhaps think it think it is. Yeah. So I mean, you you can our our minimum limits start around five hundred dollars for the year. Um, and you can get, you know, 1 million, 3 million for six or $700. So it's, it's incredibly kind of affordable in terms of having a million dollars of coverage to protect your business. Um, if anybody, you know, if you, if you ever make a mistake or anybody ever accuses you of making a mistake, um, the, the, it's, it's highly worthwhile if, if you're, you know, serious about, about running any kind of business. Yeah. To me, it's, it's a must have, right? So like when you're figuring in like, all right, what's my hourly? What do I charge? You know, how, how much am I going to, you know, ask for the service that I'm doing, right? Like that's all part of the formula. All your insurances, you know, all your costs, your database costs, you know, your hourly, like you should be figuring that into your number. Like there should be no excuse for you, you know, why you don't have insurance. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a no-brainer to me, but I don't know. People like to live dangerously. Uh, not me. <laughs> so, right. Right. Um, I mean, the, 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 my, my experience in the business, my, my old boss always used to say, I, I never try to sell someone on the concept of insurance. 
Right. Um, so I won't, I won't belabor the point, right? The, the yeah, either you get it or you don't, right? Coverages <laughs> and, but, but I, what I, what I will say again is it's, it's really quite affordable, right? For 500, 600, $700 for the year, having a million dollars of coverage for your business that protects you with general liability and, you know, insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it, it's not all that expensive, right? It's something yeah. that everyone can afford. So for folks that don't know, E&O is uh, errors and omissions. Um, so, you know, if you leave something into your report and it's, you know, yeah. damaging, <laughs> be, uh, something that would be covered. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's so interesting that, that um, folks really don't consider all this stuff. I mean, to me, always a no-brainer well, when you're starting something, you want to protect whatever it is you're building um, uh, from these things. And then, you know, you start talking about uh, online and doing online research and, and housing data as well. And that's like a whole nother animal of, of, you know, like cyber attacks and things like that and having that kind of insurance. How does that work? So, I mean, the, the core of the policy that say you or other private investigators should be considering would be a combination of general liability and errors and emissions insurance. Okay. Um, and that you know there are there are some kind of fly by night insure tech companies that you know when you Google private investigator insurance, um, perhaps they're just going to try to sell you you know just general liability right or mm-hmm. or just errors and omissions insurance, um, and so my recommendation would be to seek out uh, a program or or a broker like OREP, and there are other, you know, very established uh, players in this space that specialize in private investigator insurance and that are offering kind of a single policy that provides coverage for both general liability and, and E&O insurance. Right. Uh, not to bore your readers, but I'll just kind of briefly explain that the, the general liability provides coverage for bodily injury and property, property damage. Um, and, you know, the, the that's kind of the typical insurance that we might see in slip and fall cases. So if, if you slip and fall at your local Starbucks or McDonald's, you know, that's a bodily injury claim mm-hmm. um, where they're saying, you know, you're responsible for my bodily injury. And from a, from a PI perspective, you know, that might come into play if you have a retail office or if you're, out in the field doing surveillance work, if you're doing some process serving, right? If 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 you're kind of out in the world, you, you throw a banana peel out your window and somebody slips and falls. Yeah, on. <laughs> yeah. Then then someone could make the claim that you damaged their property or that that they they were injured or sustained bodily injury because of you. Mm-hmm. And so that's the general liability portion of 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 the policy, and then. Like I said, the the kind of the leaders in this space, including OREP, would would sell a policy that includes both of these coverage. And the second second component would be E and O insurance, so errors and omissions coverage, mm-hmm. and that would cover you for any any professional um, claims or or professional mistakes that you make in your report. Mm-hmm. And I talked to a I talked to an investigator. It was a few months ago now, and he called me up and he said, you know, I I completely understand why. I might need general liability, um, but I don't understand, you know, why I would need E&O or professional liability, right? Like the, what kind of claim could, could arise out of that? Um, and so, you know, there's a couple of examples, right? The, 
I love to research and look at past lawsuits and, and all that kind of stuff. So one, one of the examples that comes to mind is, is uh, claims around accidents um, where PIs get hired to go in and collect evidence and um, store that evidence and report on that evidence and testify to that evidence. So we've seen a number of claims where they lose the evidence. Right. Um, they don't, they don't hold on to it. They don't, they don't store it correctly. And their client, um, ends up in a real bad position where they can't, they can't defend a claim against themselves. They can't properly adjudicate, um, insurance matters, those kinds of things. And so, uh, in those cases, PIs will get sued by their own clients for mishandling evidence. And that's an example of a, of a professional liability claim. Yeah. But also, if you if you fail to report something in your investigation, if you misreport something in your investigation, if if um, you you mess up in the preparation of your of your report and provide bad information or or you know miss something, or maybe um, you just jumble your notes and you report something completely wrong, just you just made a mistake on something, right? It wasn't right. intentional, wasn't malicious, it was just negligent, right? Right. That would be a professional liability claim. Um, and that happens uh, yeah. often. Um, and the other the other important reason why you'd want both in a single policy is not just not just for kind of cost savings, but oftentimes general liability policies alone will exclude claims that arise from professional services. So even if even if you were doing something and it caused bodily injury or or it, it caused property damage, the insurance company then could come back and say, well, that looks like a claim that came out of professional services. So we're going to exclude coverage for that. Right. Um, so you'd really want to you, you really want a policy that's that's from someone that specializes in the space that that includes both coverages. So would you say that uh, upon reviewing people's policies, because I'm sure that's something you do, right? Show me what you have right now and and I'll give you a quote or whatever. I mean, obviously you, you, you've probably seen some of these things missing, right? So that's what you've noticed on these policies that are being written. Yeah, like say, for example, in a state where you're only required to carry general liability. Um, if you go out and you just buy a general liability policy, you have all of the E&O exposure that you're not covered for. Right. And you're just doing um, whatever the state tells you you need, not really get Yeah, because some states do require general liability if you're if you're armed or if you're a PI, right? Just as, as a condition of licensing or as a condition of caring. Um and if you you know, the un unsuspect well meaning insurance agents, right, will be like, Oh, here's a general liability policy. So the the lack of kind of specialization in the PI space means that you know they can they can cover you for GL yeah. but what you really need is a combination policy and and the truth is if you go to someone that specializes in it um you're not going to really pay any extra for the ENO portion right they're going to they're going to understand what you need and i think sometimes what it comes down to is like that agent's goal was to give you the lowest quote possible so you'll take it right thinking that you're covered right uh, understanding that you don't really have what what you're paying for is not what you think you're paying for. <laughs> right. No. Or they just don't know any better, right? right. They, they don't know a lot about the exposures that PIs need to cover. Sure. Sure. Um, so uh, what's your opinion on terrorism coverage? Cause I know like that's something that always, it's like a, a hot button topic. Do I need it? Do I not need it? 
How do you approach that when, when um, PIs? I mean, it came out of 9-11, right? So 9-11 happens, insurance, insurance carriers realize that they, that they lost a lot of money and everybody then tries to add terrorism exclusions onto their insurance policies. Right. And then uh, all the Department of Insurance so, you know, organizations across the country pass laws. And I think the, the Fed even passed pass laws surrounding terrorism, terrorism coverage. Sure. If you're going to exclude it, I'm pretty sure that they mandate that, that, you know, you have to offer it in some forms or, or different types of insurance have to make the offer for terrorism coverage. Gotcha. Um, so it's kind of a big, you know, uh, a big, you know, the, the, Baloo about about terrorism coverage because of what happened in in the you know in on 9-11 and the, and the terrorism attacks and the way that that affected the insurance industry where everyone was like okay well let's just exclude it yeah. and then the government said well no 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 you can't just exclude it you need to offer it etc right. so from a from a professional standpoint um i would say it really depends on the type of work that you're doing yeah. And where you're right. going. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, we, we sell insurance to not just private investigators, but to all all different kinds of professionals. And and most professionals don't need terrorism coverage. Right. Right. The if if you were consulting for the CIA or the, the government or consulting for government agencies or surrounding security or those kinds of things, where terrorism might be a legitimate um, a legitimate threat or or uh, factor in your business, then then it might make sense for you to get it. But sure. for the vast majority of professionals, including the vast majority of private investigators, I would say that you don't need it. So how about um, interruption of services, right? So this, this was something that was a hot button topic during COVID, right? So you had all these mandatory shelter in place things. And, and I, 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 I didn't have interruption insurance, uh, but I know that there were businesses out there that did. And then insurance companies were like, uh, we don't know if we're going to honor this or not. And there, there was some back and forth. What, what, what have you seen with that? Or what's your opinion about that? I mean, we haven't seen any, any professionals get compensated because of COVID or because the, the, the oh, we all did <laughs> we all got PPP. <laughs> business slowed we down. So, so yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen an insurance product and, and, and person, I mean, with our company, we insure over, over 11,000 professionals. Right. Um, and so we haven't seen that at all. Right. Um, and I, I, I don't think that there's a product that, that can really protect you, um, you know, from COVID type slowdowns and those kinds of things. Yeah. So like I started doing investigative work shortly after 9-11. I mean, I was doing some, you know, prior to that, but for somebody. So I started kind of on my own, um, literally like a month or two after that, um, right. in-house for somebody. And uh, when I was getting my policies, man, it, it still stung, like being in New York. So you're just like, hmm, do I get this coverage or not? And it's like, do I think there's going to be like another attack? And I remember like every year, I got a little more comfortable saying no on it, you know, as we got further away. But I, I remember like one of my mentors um, was in business at that time. And I remember having conversations with him and he's just like, Matt, I don't know how my doors are still open. Like I've lost three quarters of my clients, you know, are not like they, they were either down, their offices were down in that area 
or, you know, they, they just didn't know what was doing. And I was like, wow, that's, that's awful. You know, he survived. (laughs) He he didn't go out of business. It it all ended up working out, but it's like, you, you think about that stuff. And then, you know, we, we all face that with COVID too, like, you know, this whole shutdown thing and, you know, why are we going to go out of business and, and um, all this other stuff. So it's, it's definitely something to think about. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely, you know, having coverage, I'm, I'm pro coverage on things, just, you know, I'd rather have it than not have it. And that's, you right. know, again, it's, you're, you're building it into your price point anyways, like you should be anyways, um, is, is the way I look at it. Um, so we're going to jump out and take a break here. And when I come back, I want to talk a little more about the magazine, because I think we should highlight that a little bit. It's, it's actually a neat uh, little thing that you're putting together. Um, to educate uh, the investigators. And it's, and it's not just about insurance. It's about all, a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, so, uh, you know, everybody sit tight and we'll be right back. Are you drowning in fees with your current provider? IRB Search offers the highest quality data at the most competitive prices. Founded by investigators for investigators, IRB is tailored specifically toward helping you close your cases. We're currently offering PI Perspective listeners an exclusive 30-day free trial of our system. So simply go to irbsearch.com and apply using the promo code PIP30 to claim this promotion. Information Education Consultants is proud to announce that their Certificate of Professional Investigation is now available online at IECOIT.com. If you're interested in learning the investigation profession, what better resource to consult than the mind of the nationally renowned private investigator, Rory McMahon? Rory has compiled 40 years of experience into an online training resource for the benefit of the current and next generation of professional investigators. The site offers CEUs for current licensed professionals and is a recommended stop for our true crime aficionado friends and family. Check it out today at IECOIT.com. That's IECOIT.com. Looking for an insurance agent that puts you first? Every PI business is different. That's why OREP Insurance can shop multiple markets to ensure you get the best coverage to meet your unique business needs. OREP's model is business by the golden rule, and for over 20 years, they've built their business by putting their clients first. So come enjoy a fast online application and same-day certificates of insurance at OREP.org. OREP has coverage for armed investigators, executive protection, and even has a separate policy for security firms. The application takes less than five minutes, so visit OREP.org today. OREP.org. Check out the latest issue of PI Magazine, available online or via hard copy. Visit PIMagazine.com to learn more. And welcome back to PI Perspectives. This is Matt Sprayer, your host today. We're here with Isaac Peck from OREP. Isaac, welcome back to the program. Glad to be back, man. Yeah. Uh, so great having you back and uh, discussing this topic, which I think is something that we don't uh, talk enough about, but enough about insurance. We're going to talk about the Working PI, uh, which is a magazine uh, that, that's your brainchild. And uh, you've put it together. And tell me a little bit about uh, the publication, what it does. Yeah, so this is uh, Working PI Magazine. This is our first issue, and we we published this in the spring of this year. So our next issue is coming out right now. Um, 
the mailing in the next couple of weeks should be should be fully delivered before the end of October. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the fall issue is mailing to twenty five thousand private investigators nationwide. Wow, that's great. Um, so we're shooting to be the the most widely read publication for for PIs in the in the country. Mm-hmm. We we figured there's around fifty thousand uh, investigators a- a- across the country, and you know we see a real opportunity to to publish a publication that reaches you know sixty to seventy percent of them nationwide. Sure. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a void. There's not much content out there. Um, and it's offered not just print, right? You have it digitally as well, right? Yeah, so we've got a, a print and and a digital publication. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the publishing is kind of a, an important part of our business model. I, I've been a journalist and writing and and covering uh, professional industries for for over a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that we found kind of in in smaller industries such as investigators and you know, Niche professional industries, there's not a lot of, of folks kind of producing real high quality journalism in the space. Um, not that, you know, there's not news and great, great publications and podcasts like yourself, right? But the the there's a there's a much smaller uh selection of high quality journalism and people that are dedicated to serving serving small niche professions such as investigators yeah i mean Uh, to me to me like the articles i like to read are not so much like how did i solve this crime or you know here's something that you know was interesting i worked on all that i'm more of a like a how-to guy like so like when i'm reading something and it's talking about um like tax advice and, and things of that nature you know, like that's something I find interesting. And, um, you know, I, I, I glean more from, from that, uh, from those, um, um, articles. So that's a, a good way to do things, I think. Right. Right. I mean, we've been, uh, I've been traveling across the country and, and meeting all kinds of, you know, specialists and, and people that, that, uh, have built their businesses around particular niches and, and particular services. And so not only is that fascinating to see kind of all the different ways that, that investigators can, can run their businesses. um, But also I think it's, it's informative in terms of for other investigators to really share, um, share information around the different types of investigations how they how they approach this situation and the, this this type of investigation and, and so on right uh and you're you're constantly looking for people to contribute right yeah absolutely we're always looking for good stories yeah yeah always just that that how to to me is just so much like i i, t- I glean more from it you know even the podcast right so like having guests on them I, I always want to learn about how to do something new or, or who somebody is uh, with how they're doing it than, than like a, a story about a, a crime. I mean, there, but there's a place for that too. Um, but I always appreciate like a, a, to me, a trade magazine should be, you know, Hey, this is how you do this particular thing. Or, or, you know, if you're interested in learning more about this particular service, this is, you know, how it works and where you should look to, to do it. And I, I feel like that, that that's something I want to read. Uh, and, I, and I think that's kind of the trend out there, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not just 
I'm I I hear you completely, right? The how-to is really important, but there's also just kind of news in your industry, right? The what's happening in the private investigator space. The, there are big lawsuits against private investigators around the country. What, what what's the story behind those? Um, what's changing in the laws? What's you know the the staying up to date in terms of what's happening in the industry? Yeah. What are what what are the legal and liability related uh, issues that that are actually happening right now? Um, so news, right? The small there are. It's a small industry, but there's still news that that PIs should be aware of. Oh, 100 percent. And, um, you know, data privacy is probably the number one out there. Right. Just understanding that our rights to do what we do are being affected every day. You know, there's somebody out there that's riding on a platform, usually a political platform, because that's what their con constituency wants to hear. Right. Oh, you're going to protect my Social Security number, and my date of birth. Yes, I'm all for that but not understanding that, you know, folks like us need a carve out to be able to do that work so we can effectuate the service that we're hired to do that we have the right to do. Uh, and a lot of times, you know, people misunderstand that they don't know. It's, it, it, it's why something, uh, an organization like NCISS, the National Council of Investigative Security Services is so important. Um, you want to talk about, uh, you know, staying on top of your information you know, right. I think it needs right. to come from from all different places, right? It's not just message boards from these associations. There's also the publications like this that that bring awareness to certain issues. So it, it's a great thing right. that you're doing. Um, you know, and there there are some others that are out there, but the the more the merrier. You know, and folks have different focuses and different goals on things. So um, yeah, I mean that's it, it's a good thing you're doing. Yeah, I mean the the. There is, if there's 50,000 private investigators nationwide, right, our analysis means, our analysis concludes that over 90% of them are not receiving a, a print publication. Um, so 45,000 PI. So we're, we're printing 25,000 copies of every issue and mailing it to uh, PIs across the country. So all PI firms in Florida, all PI firms in Texas, every licensed uh, private investigator in Michigan, and so on, um, trying to connect the industry and, and uh, you know, provide a, a, an avenue of communication where PIs can stay connected and, and tell their stories and stay up to date on the the information that's happening in in the investigative community and there's no cost associated with that right it's just something yeah it's a free it's a free subscription so if, if folks weren't in one of those country uh, uh countries one of those states um where would where would they um how would they get get a copy of the uh, of the issue so most states have have well you can go to workingpimag.com and subscribe right um, and that's that would be the way to get guaranteed delivery of the magazine. Mm -hmm. But the the way that we're reaching PIs is, you know, the we're mailing to licensed, certified PIs across, you know, across the various states. Right. And so most states, you know, have licensing. The vast majority of states have licensing, mm -hmm. and so we can uh, work with the states to make sure that our magazine reaches almost everyone in a, in a given state. Yeah. And I think what I also appreciate is, is you're not like cranking these out like every month, you know, like there's, you're taking your time to, to really 
put good content in there and screen it and make sure that, you know, what's being put out is actually worthy of being put out. It's not just, I got a deadline to meet. Let's just throw some words together and, and talk right. about you know, right. this PI that, um, that there's their substance in the, the content that you're putting out. And I think that's important. I appreciate that. Cause I don't, I don't like wasting my time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And we're, we're moving into three issues a month. I mean, sorry, three issues per year, per year. Mm-hmm. So every three to four months, uh, PIs will get a new issue. Right. That's great. Uh, so anyone that's listening that wants to, you know, get guaranteed delivery of the magazine at, at no cost, you can go to workingpimag.com and and just subscribe right there. Yeah. That's a great thing you're doing, man. And, and like I say, the, the more the merrier and, you know, everyone has different perspectives on this industry. And, um, you know, sometimes when you're, you're reading the regular mag magazines that are out there, you know, it's, a, it's the same writers, um, guilty as charged, uh, <laughs> same writers that are writing things. And, it, you know, sometimes it's good to have a different perspective of somebody else and something that's fresh. And I always like, I feel that there is a time and place, like even folks that do writing that, you know, you need to kind of pass the torch and, um, you know, give other people in the industry a chance to have a, a voice on on things right um which i think is really important because there are a lot of really talented people in this space um it's funny you you say fifty thousand because i've seen numbers as high as 90 and i've seen numbers as low as 35 so it's like if you take the 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 median of that it's somewhere around 50 so you're probably not far off on uh what's out there it could easily be more than 50. yeah Um, but I, I agree with you completely in terms of of kind of the the plurality of voices, yeah. right? And we're not we're not just kind of going to people and saying, "Hey, well, will you write a story for us? Will you write a story for us?" We're doing original journalism and and deep research on on topics to produce news and and valuable stories for the industry. And we're working with you know real experienced folks like yourself. Yeah. Um, but. The, the other thing I was going to say is we're getting real deep into the states, right? Having conversations with the states, how many PIs are in this state and so on. Yeah. Um, so I can, I'll, I'll grant you that there's more than 50,000. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I can, I, I, I've done a lot of work um, yeah. kind of how many PIs are in each state because, because of the work that we're doing with the magazine. I, I know you have, man. We've had these conversations <laughs> about a year ago. Like I know. And I, I did the same thing, you know, with Investigator's Toolbox, right? Is it even worth it to do it? How many people are out there, right? And, um, you know, just understanding that. And I think probably the most important aspect of all this, it's not how many that are out there. It's what the growth rate is, you know, and, and that's that's between 9 and 10%, uh, depending on what study you read. And what that means is that every year, you know, there's, if you want to use 50,000, there's 5,000 people that are just getting into this business that has no idea what they're doing. Uh, because there, there isn't that real passion to train up people that, you know, that are new to the industry. It's starting to change. You know, California does it with their Enlight program. Um, and I think uh, Florida does it with a, a boot camp uh, that they have. But, you know, uh, you know, these folks that are new to the industry, like they need to know they need insurance, right? They need to know, you know, that they're, you know, this is, these, this is how you do a certain task. This is the expectation. This is what you should be charging you know, these are the ethics that you need to do. You know, it's not what you see on TV. Like there's actual like ethics behind what we do. Oh yeah. You know, so uh, just kind of understanding all that stuff. And I think um, you know, working PI is, is 
fill in that bill. You know, it's, it, it's helping uh, to do that. And that's, that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. That's all good stuff. Uh, I was very uh, supportive when we met and you were talking about doing this. I'm like, yes, like this is, this is great because there's, there's always room for more content, you know, more quality content, you know, in, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, thanks for doing that and what you're doing. I think it's great. Um, so, uh, we're going to wind down over here. Um, Isaac, give me a, a, a way that folks could get a hold of you if they had more questions about things. Yeah. So if you're, if, if you'd like to subscribe to the magazine at, at no cost at all, you can, you can claim a free subscription and get guaranteed delivery at workingpimag.com. Mm-hmm. And if, if you're interested in insurance, you'd like to, to perhaps have someone compare what you currently have, or maybe you don't have insurance um, and, and you're interested in a quote, you can visit orep.org. Um, or we've been providing insurance to professionals for over 20 years yeah. and over 11,000 uh, businesses trust us with their insurance. Absolutely. And, it, you know, definitely you want to look at the private investigator part of that when you uh, visit the website, uh, like um, you had yeah. mentioned, Isaac Select mentioned. your profession, private yeah. investigator. Yes. Right profession. We do insurance for security guards and security firms as well. Mm-hmm. Um and and some PIs do both, right? They they have a private investigator license, and then they also have a security a security segment of their business. And so we have policies that can cover you for both of those services. Um, in which case, you might want to select security guard uh, when you're on our website. Right. And I got to say, as, as someone who personally went through the whole application process of it, it's easy. It's like five minutes, and you're done. And there's not a lot of heavy lifting. Um, to get a good quote and you, you, your staff was awesome in getting back to me and, and uh, following up and making sure that I understood, uh, you know, everything I needed to understand or if there were any other questions about things. So customer service, uh, in my opinion, spot on. Uh, and again, I'm just I'm really glad to hear that my, my own personal experience. Uh, so that that's it. So, um, okay. So we're going to wind down here. Thank you so much for jumping on. Uh, I know it's not the most terribly interesting uh, topic to talk about, but it's necessary, right? So we got to make sure we talk about things. We got to make sure folks out there understand um, that they got to be covered for for all these things. So Isaac, thank you so much for uh, for jumping on. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed the conversation. All right, take care, everybody, and we'll catch you next week on the next episode. Thank you, Isaac, for coming on and giving us the update we need about investigator insurance. Please check out OREP and see how to get the coverage you need. Also, special thanks to Crosstracks, IRB and Investigation Education Consultants for sponsoring our show. So please support our great supporters. If you haven't joined Investigators Toolbox, now's the time to get on board and join the fastest growing digital community for investigative professionals. Network. Learn. Use code PIP201836 and save 10%. If you have a question or a comment about the show, email Matt at MatthewS at SatellitePI.com. You can also find him on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. We'd like your feedback to bring you the best shows possible. And we'll be back next week with a new show, so make sure you tune in and stay safe out there.